Hello, hello, everybody. This is Dennis Allen. You're listening to the Dennis Allen City Boy Homesteader Podcast. The city boy who gave it all up to find happiness, financial freedom, and a better way to live life. Together, we can learn and accomplish anything. Today is Friday, February 15th, 2019. Yesterday was Valentine's Day. The day before that was my daughter's birthday. Thank you, Leanna, and happy birthday. And on today's episode, we were talking about financial freedom and what I've learned to help me find my own financial freedom. You know, that's a big part of my journey coming out here was the financial freedom side of it, you know. Um, <clears throat> and this is just my story. In no way I am any kind of expert. I will probably teach you what not to do so you could take that information and do the right thing yourself. You know, I am out here. Um, I didn't do it the right way. So here's my story. Well, check it out. Before we do that, we're... Um, Getting it into our sponsors, today's sponsor, as always, it's the Ingle Bean Coffee Shop located in Milheim, Pennsylvania, PA, if you're from around here. And it's also Crick, if you're from around here. It's next to Elk Creek. Um, not Creek. Elk Creek is my coffee shop that I did purchase um, to help me build my financial freedom. You know, coming out here, I didn't have a job or I didn't want to get another job. I did want to start, you know, numerous small side hustles, and Inglebean was one of them. So check them out, inglebean.com. If you like this podcast, if you share it with a friend, I would really, really appreciate it. Thank you. Tell everybody. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, inglebean.com. Check them out, get a free cookie, share the love, and you'll love them too. Inglebean.com. So one more one more sponsor, maybe another one after this stall. So, uh, Woodward Quarry. Since we're talking about things I'm doing for my financial freedom, uh, WoodwardQuarry.com is one of those things that I'm doing. I took an old rock quarry that was filled with garbage for years, and I turned it into an amphitheater. We put a stage on there and all kind of things. So check them out, WoodwardQuarry.com. I'm not going to go too much into it. We are having a, another quarry fest on April 20th. That's or 20. So check them out, woodwardquarry.com. Come out for 420. That's right. That's the date, April 20th. Nothing bad about it. Woo. So what is financial freedom? You know, my definition of financial freedom is just having the means to have what you want. You know, being a millionaire, being a billionaire does not necessarily make you financial free. I mean, look at Jeff Bezos. He's was the richest man on earth. Um, and I don't think he ever was the richest man on earth because it was him and his wife that built Amazon. So now he's not the richest man he wasn't before. So together, him and his wife were the richest combined wealth on earth. Anyway, it doesn't matter. He wasn't happy. That's the bottom line. You know, having all that money isn't going to make you happier. So he always wanted more. He wanted a different wife. He wants a different this, different that. Financial freedom is having what the means to have what you want. So... If you don't want a 500,000-square-foot house and you're going to be happy with a small trailer, you know, you're not going to need to work as much. <clears throat> so you have to really figure out what it is that you want. You know, sit down. I, I tell my daughter, I tell, I used to tell my old employees, sit down, write out like a dream board. You know, specifically write down what kind of house do you want? What kind of living arrangements? How often do you want to go on vacation? I mean, you know, 
going on vacation every week is it's probably draining. You know, I, I have a rich uh, friend that he, him and his wife, actually the wife was more my friend. Hey, he was my friend too. He's, they're both my friends though. And they traveled for two months on their honeymoon, just traveling around the world, going to different amazing, beautiful things. But, you know, it's a lot of travel and, you know, how how enjoyable could that lifestyle really be? You know, not building any kind of community, just going to different places all the time and meeting new people. And that's that's the kind of lifestyle I lived. I mean, I didn't get to travel like that, but, you know, living in a New York City area and hanging out with, you know, celebrities, I mean, they're... They could still become your friends. I mean, I'm not saying that. But if you're chasing that lifestyle of just, you know, oh, I went to the club last night or I hung out with Bill Clinton or whatever, um, it gets old. You know, you're not forming any relationships. You know, you can't form a relationship with a celebrity or somebody famous. Don't get me wrong there. I've done that myself. But it's it's not a a lifestyle that you should really look after. You know, what good is it going to do for you? What that You know, that lifestyle is just causing you to put yourself more into that that financial enslavement. I hate using that word enslavement, but it's a financial enslavement. You know, after capitalist, I guess, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a business owner. I don't want to say I'm totally against capitalist, but against, you know, when you had slavery and you want to, um, or you had to free everybody, thank you, Mr. Lincoln, um, they had to come up with some other kind of system to take all the power from, from the poor and the middle class. So what they did, they designed systems like, you know, everyone's got to go to college. I mean, take that for example, you know, my daughter, very smart girl, um, <clears throat> amazing woman. Now her thing was right after high school, you know, just maybe take the summer off. And then in the, in the fall or spring, go right to college. And she didn't know what college she wanted to go to. She didn't know what she wanted to do. Um, but she did pick a one college and she applied for it and she got in it. And that would have been a hundred, I think it was like $20,000 a semester for a four year school. Plus living, you know, having to live near or outside of New York city and just how much does it cost to get a coffee and a sandwich? I mean, you're easily looking at over a hundred thousand dollars in financial debt. You know, and that's that's what they do. You know, to get a job at Verizon Wireless, you had to have a college degree. If you were somebody like myself, you went in there with a very good sales ability, they wouldn't want to give you the job because you, you couldn't get in the door. And if you did get in the door like I did, then they had to fight for you to get the position. Now, <clears throat> it may sound like I'm saying that you have to get that degree, but that's definitely not the case. If you want to be the average Joe – and want to get into a college or, I mean, into a job or something, then fine. You know, if you want to follow that route, if you want to go work for Verizon Wireless, you know, sitting in a call center, just getting completely abused over the phone. I mean, it's not abused, but it's just, it's a terrible means to to get what you want, you know. Do you really want to spend a third of your week, you know, in in a in an office on a phone sitting in the cubicle doing whatever you have to do i know i didn't so i was looking at what i wanted i know that the system is is encouraged and built to to enslave you college is one all the advertisements i mean marketing marketing 101 
pretty much the bottom gist of from what I know about it. Um, Sigmund Freud, smart guy, really understood the person's brain, how they thought. He was very on the forefront of that study, of that research, pretty much like the Einstein of the time. I mean, people still follow his theories right now. So his nephew or cousin or something, I forget his name, he is pretty much the one that term uh, started using marketing and kind of developed marketing. And because he understood his, you know, he was pretty much Freud's right-hand man because he understood the way that people thought he knew how to manipulate them. So when you're watching all these commercials and ads and you see celebrities wearing this and, oh, I'm wearing Gucci. I mean, that right there is a commercial. You're watching people line up and to tell you who they're wearing so that will make you want to buy that same stuff. Let that sink in. And that's why they're doing these things. I had a, a buddy that worked for Hugo Boss and his job was just to give celebrities free stuff. You know, put the their newest, hottest cuts and trends in the newest movies and game shows on celebrities and commercials, wherever you could put it, wherever you want to attract that customer, you would put your product. You know, same thing I do at Engelbein. You know, I put the little sleeves with the Engelbein logo. That is marketing. I'm just trying to get people to know that there's a coffee shop in Milheim. I'm not trying to have them put themselves in debt or anything. If you can't afford, you know, there are people I give free coffee to at the Engelbein. You know, uh, Sherwood across the street, you know, he he fought for for this country. I mean, I, I, I'm really not that type of person that says, you know, you know, I, I honor our soldiers. That's for sure. A hundred percent. Anybody willing to fight for us is just like, thank you very much. I think the whole reason why they're there, you know, not the person joining, but, you know, our government, our government shouldn't be in most of the places in the country. Anyway, we need to be protected. That's for sure. So thank you to those guys. And um, so Sherwood Across the Street comes in, gets free coffee, yada, yada, yada. Uh, it's about building community. It's not always about the bottom line like, you know, these companies have to be to just to survive because there's no CEO that cares. There's no board that cares. It's just it's a machine that wants to take your money. So when you see all these advertisements and everything and it's all designed to get you to spend more than you have, you know, the more money I made, the better suits I had to get, the better car I had to get, the better drinks I had to get. Luckily, my my uh, experience was, you know, from, from very poor to very successful and, you know, getting everything for free because of, you know, who I knew and stuff like that. And, you know, that whole thing did not make me happy. None of that made me happy. And if I didn't realize that and I just wanted to continue living that lifestyle – and that would have cost me a lot of money. And it did cost me a lot of money when, when I was doing it. You know, everything I had to have was fancy and these vacations and those vacations. And bottom line, I now I just go – if I go – if I want to go somewhere on vacation, tropical, I go to Puerto Rico. It's nice and close. It's cheap. It's easy to get to. I'm not flying across the world for two days of my trip. So – Live within your means. That's what I'm trying to say about that. Um, know what you want and then how to get there. So if you really could settle – if again, this is my story. I don't want to tell you what to do, so I'm not going into what you can do. You know, um, <clears throat> I guess I am going into what you can do. You can do whatever you want. So not doing anything is what you can do too. 
So you don't have to do anything if you don't want. But if you want to get a better lifestyle, really look at, you know, where are you living? What are you doing for your breakfast routines? You know, your your heating. One big thing I was helping my friend um, with was insulating her house, you know. Just putting things over the windows, you know, film, sealing leaks in the doors. I mean, just things like that could save you hundreds of dollars a month. People out here are paying a ton of money on heating because it's electric. So if you could reduce it by 20%, 25%, you know, save maybe 50 bucks a month, that's 50 bucks in your electric bill. What about your gas? If you're a very aggressive driver and tailgating people where you have to stop and go and give a gas and this and that, you're spending more money. All right, granted, you may save five bucks a month, but hey, that's five bucks. Those Inglebean coffees, you know, maybe you could just get the coffee. Well, I don't want to say that. No, that's true, though. <clears throat> Do you really need that fancy latte on your way to work? You know, what your body is probably missing is just the caffeine or you want that boost of caffeine in the morning. You don't have to turn that that two dollar coffee, two dollar fifty cents for large, into a four dollar nineteen cents for a latte at the Inglebean Coffee House. <laughs> you know, cut it in half. Just get the one without the fancy milk. I mean, you could put your own milk in there, and honestly, that's all it is. It's well, it's an espresso, but you know, you want what do you want out of it? What are you looking to get out of it? Maybe buy a bag, make it yourself every day. Get your own milk. Get a little handheld blender, heat it up, froth it. You know, there the the possibilities are uh, are endless with that. When I was living in Jersey City, and I started to realize this is the lifestyle I wanted, I wanted to reduce things. I wanted to figure out, hey, maybe I don't even have to work at Verizon anymore. I could quit my job, and I did. <clears throat> I did have that two family house, and there was a an apartment downstairs, and you know the. Airbnb market is quite strong right now. So I decided um, the girls downstairs were moving. And um, so I decided to Airbnb it. So it was a lot more work for me rather than just sitting there and replacing a light bulb and collecting a check every month. Every few days or every week, I had to clean it and, you know, redo everything, stock it with all kind of furniture and everything. But that was an investment in my future. <clears throat> and it turns out, I was able to pay my mortgage and pretty much live my lifestyle, this, maybe not the same way, but the way I wanted to, the happier lifestyle. And I did quit my job, and I, I was doing that for about two years before I came out here. So that was something that I was able to even keep that lifestyle, keep that same house without the job, without the 40-hour-a-week job. Taking yourself out of that 40-week job, you got to make sure you spend 40 week, forty hours a week on – maybe, no, no, I'm sorry. I don't want to say 40 hours a week. You have to find the means to get what you want. I was doing other things like handyman work, going around to people's houses, fixing shelves or putting up flat screens, things like that. That was fun. Um, gardening, teaching. So I was just doing a, a various bunch of different things to generate income for myself. Same way I'm doing it now. You know, Maybe this podcast could even be a uh, – a means of getting what I want. You never know. Um, but you got to try. You know, these are all different avenues of possible in freeing myself from the prisons. So do things like that. You know, just write write a budget. Budgets are great. Um, I never really do this. I do it kind of in my head. But I 
know that I need to get myself off my tushy and just, you know, start using budgets more, you know, Excel spreadsheets. But write down everything you spend, you know, and then just look at, you know, you can probably have to do this daily, you know, write down, oh, I spent $6 because you're not going to think of everything you spent throughout the day unless you already have that budget. But go through it and look at what you could save. You know, eh, I probably don't need that. Or I can make my own lunch. Things like that. People waste a lot of money buying lunch out every, every day. Make a little sandwich at home. Cook for yourself, you know, meal planning. Maybe Sunday nights cook a big meal and then just do, you know, portions throughout the week. There's so many different ways. <sighs> what else? Debt. You know, if you have credit card debt. Oof, that's a big thing. You know, like I was saying, my daughter, they'll give you a credit card at, at 17, 18 years old nowadays. Well, they did it back then too. That was the, the plan from the get-go, I guess. You know, get these kids in debt and uh, they'll owe you their lives. They'll have to get that 40-hour job. You know, they'll have to give up their happiness. So <sighs> you can make others money. That's the way the system is. One thing about debt that I uh, – yeah, credit card debt, things like that, that I've learned from people like Dave Ramsey and Jack Spirico. Um, what you do – so if you say if you have five credit card bills, uh, it's fairly simple. You go after the smallest one first, okay? You aggressively you know, take that coffee money that you saved or take the next vacation that you're, you were planning on going out or you know, a car that you want to buy that you don't need. Take that money that you save and put it to the smallest one. Finish paying that off. Now you're going to have that payment plus whatever else you save, and you're going to have that going towards your next smallest one. So you slowly chunk them out like that because by the time you get up to the biggest debt, you're now – you knocked off the other debt. So that is going to pay off the bigger debt very fast, very psychological thing. It's a very good way to attack your your debts. Um Car debt, things like that. You know, a car. Here, there's something else also. I talk about a homestead and I want my home to provide, provide me my financial freedom and things like growing food or renting out little, you know, people could stay there or having a music concert or just renting it out, whatever. You know, just look at it as, as, a, uh, as a business, you know, because that's what it is. A home should be part of something that's generating income. Same thing with your car. I uh, when I moved out here, I needed something with a. Before that, I just had the little Jeep, um, a little Wrangler. I still have her, Daisy, and I needed a something because I want to. You know, I, I go to Jersey a lot, and I take trips, and I transport things if I'm going to sell stuff. You know, so I was thinking like a pickup truck or maybe like a SUV or something. You know, what what could I get? And when I broke it down to what my needs were. And what I needed to fulfill those needs, I ended up with a minivan. So I drive a 2000, fairly new, thir- not 13, 2003, 13. Yeah, 2013 uh, Honda. I went with something I knew would be very lot reliable. So I did have to pay a little bit more for that uh, quality. But you got to do that. You know, that's that's part of being smart with your money. And it was a minivan, so if there's a football game at Penn State or if I'm in a city, I could flick on the Uber app and I can make 200 bucks. There's a huge market around here for Amish driving, you know, so that's the, the 
Uber of Penn's Valley is drive around in Amish because they don't have cars and you know these guys have businesses and some of them just have dedicated drivers because they can't do it you know so they're not rich but they have to do something and you know you could fulfill that need so there's a lot of different hustles around here one of my customers at the coffee shop Sam him and I always talk about businesses every time he goes to some kind of venue he's looking at what stands are full and you know oh we could probably bring that over here or that's a great way to make some money or you know you gotta always be in that mindset if you want to be an entrepreneur if you don't if you just want to work for somebody else you know do read books like uh i'm holding it right here the four hour work week by tim ferris it sounds kind of like you know one of those like I don't BS books like, oh, I go teach you all the secrets. But it's pretty much just saying how to reduce your workload down to, you know, export a lot of things, uh, delegate things to people, find better procedures of doing things. And if you do that, you will have, I guess, financial freedom. He doesn't say it in there, but having a four-hour work week, if you could do that and generate enough income to get what you want, that right there is financial freedom, people. And that's what it's all about. So, yeah, just look at every aspect of your your life, like the car thing. I don't need a car that is going to go 200 miles an hour or, you know, is a B- I had a BMW and I, you know, the type of person I am, I only bought a BMW because they're fast and they handle really well and and that's what I did with it. I uh drove very fast, so I wanted to sell that. That was a bad investment, but I did buy something that I wanted. And it was that BMW, I think I paid six thousand for. It was a two thousand something. It was like the first year of the newer models, so it looked like a new one. You know, BMWs they keep them the same for five, ten years or something, five years, I think. And you know, it was a fun car. I drove around, went fast, went too fast. Every time I came home from work on the uh, New Jersey Turnpike, I would do 120, I think it was 125 or something, or 121. But they have a rev limiter in there when you hit a certain speed, the engine just like sputters along. So, But I got to that speed a lot, and uh, that's dangerous, so kids don't do that at home. So I did sell that. I got a Jeep that was more of a toy thing, I, I will admit. I always wanted a Jeep, and I I was planning on getting out of the city, so I thought, you know, I should have probably got a pickup truck or something, but it was great. I love my Jeep. I don't regret it. It's a good farm hand right now, so it's probably the best thing I could have gotten. But the car, you know, a minivan. So to provide me financial freedom, I am driving around in a minivan. It's great. I didn't get power everything. I, I got a newer year model so I could Uber longer instead of getting like the leather seats and the power of this and sunroof uh, yep people make fun of me but i love my mini winnie van another thing i get to do is vacations you know if i'm i go to coffee trade shows if i'm going to go to a homesteader conference you know i take my minivan i find a walmart parking lot or a national park or just somewhere i could pull over the side of the road i take you know all the seats will be out at this time actually most of the time the seats are out of it but I use that as my lodging. So if I go on a conference, instead of paying 50 bucks a, a night, I could uh, just sleep in my back of my vending van, put up a little cot in there. And you know what? It's quite wonderful. I've never even put a cot in there. I just sleep on the floor with you know those mats or whatever. The dog's in there with me. I don't have to worry about anything. If I 
want to go to the bathroom, it's in the back of a Walmart parking lot or somewhere out in the woods. It's beautiful. Pennsylvania, you're allowed to carry a gun with you, so you have your own protection too. So no one's going to bother you. A lot of times, you know, speaking of being frugal, I, uh, you know, I'll go a little dumpster diving if I'm out there and it's a little early. I have nothing else to do. I will dumpster dive and, you know, you get a lot of really good things. I got like five, I think like five more bags of dog food. You know, it, it was expiring in like a day or two and they just threw it all out. I mean, it's dog food. It doesn't go bad. If it was people food, I would have eaten it too. You know, like cereal, boxes of cereal or something that are in a sealed package and they just threw them out there because they're going to expire tomorrow. Sheesh. Eddie Murphy liked it. I'll tell you that. What else can you do? Uh, you know, just write a budget. Look at your life. Um, again, I'm not a financial expert or I'm just – I'm horrible with money. Save at least 10% of everything that you're making. Put it in a bank. I did it with my 401k. I put a lot in there and Verizon matched it. And then, you know, I did it the wrong way. I cashed it out and lost a bunch of it. But that was my way of saving some money. Um, I saved other ways too. Investments, you know, if, if you have, if you do have some money in the bank, you know, a lot of times people have ten, twenty thousand dollars in the bank and they'll still have those credit card debts and they'll still have, you know, a high mortgage. That I don't understand that. You know, where you treat money best is where money goes. So, or what's the saying? Money goes where it is treated best. So if you have some money in the bank, either pay off some bills or invest it, you know, look at it in in maybe something that you could generate your own business, you know, do a little side hustle, build a website, learn how to build a website. Everything I've done with my side hustles, you know, I I knew that websites were going to be a big thing. So I learned how to build my own websites. A lot of times people will pay, um, you know, little shops or whatever, little stores here and there, they'll pay $30 a month or $15 a month for website development or building or something. You don't need to do that, man. I pay maybe $12 a year for my websites. And then I just use things like WordPress for free um, to build a website. And that's probably, I don't know, 70, 80% of websites are out there are built in that way. So you don't need to spend a lot. You do have to learn um, part of my leaving Verizon was getting my education. So I did a lot of studying. I went, you know, to different farms and learned and permaculture and things like that. And that's all going to be helpful in my future. So I don't think I have much more to say. Uh, again, I, I'm not a financial person. I'm horrible with money. <laughs> my bank account's a mess. Everything financially is a mess in my life, but I will say, and I get this from very smart people, you know, pay off your debts. Don't buy stuff that you really don't need, you know. Do whatever it takes to save money. I think uh, Henry Ford said something like that. Um, Save money at all costs or something. Pretty much saying if you could spend $10 extra a month to save $15 that you would have just been paying $15 for, if you have to now pay $10 but now you get fifteen dollars back, something like that. You know, it, you're gonna you're gonna save money. So do whatever it takes to save money. Look around in your life. This podcast will be about a lot of we um, different ways you could do that. Like I'll have an episode about just insulating house. Like all there are hundreds of different ways. What you could do, basements, things like that, block off sections, so many different things. I'm just trying to get 
in your mind that you have financial freedom. You don't need to make all the money you're making or there are ways if, if you don't have a job right now. Man, there are so many hustles right now because like flipping stuff on eBay. You know, it's it's a very weird market, but you could do it. I mean, I see the stuff out here all the time that's for sale. Like there's a huge market of things out here that in the city people think are junk and they will buy it here, which is so strange. So there's a hustle right now. Get a money van, buy stuff out here that people don't want here, but people want in the city and vice versa. You could – they throw out stuff that people buy out here all the time. It's amazing. It's so strange. But there's a side hustle for you. So if you don't have any money, still save as much as you can and find a side hustle because – unless it's if you don't want to. If you just want to be a bum and – I mean, I don't live off the government because that means other people have to pay for you. But I don't know. I'm kind of living like a bum. You know, I got my land. I got an old Airstream. I pretty much got what I need. And the Ingle Bean pays me some uh, – actually, it's not paying me anything yet. But I get free food. Well, air quotes, free food. So do what you can. Have a plan. Get an Excel spreadsheet. Put in a number. See what exactly you do need to maybe get a part-time job instead of a full-time job or get two full-time jobs, work at night to hustle. You know, you got to find out what you want is. And my my whole thing of how I'm doing this is I minimized my wants. You know, going from paying my uh, – <laughs> not even paying someone to cut my hair. So I think that's pretty much it. Thank you for listening. Uh, enjoy your weekend. Monday is going to be Music Mondays when we're talking about my other side hustle, uh, the Woodward Quarry and what we got going on there. It's just going to be anything music-related in the Valley, outside of Valley, you know, building a music venue and what's it going to take for that. This one's more of the homesteading, which I think everybody should do. If you are in the city, be a city boy homesteader or a city girl homesteader. Can your own foods, grow your own food. Just get – seriously, folks. It's amazing. I love doing it. You could do so much. There's so many ways of just making your life a little bit better every day. So please do it. Let me know what happens. You know, If uh, you have any tricks or tips that you could give us, leave some notes below. Check us out on Facebook, things like that. Uh, the song of the day is a song I'm stealing from the Survival Podcast. It's I don't know what it's called or anything, but it's a better way to do it. It just sings about making a better way for yourself. So kind of what we're talking about here. I am stealing it. Thanks, Jack Spearco, for the song. I think he wrote it and he had somebody else play it, which is pretty cool. But enjoy the song, people. Dennis Allen, I am OUT out. Love you as always. Bye-bye. You pull yourself up, they keep bringing you down. Are they gonna bail you out or just run you around? They said you should have a house the American way. A dollar down, a dollar a month, and you never have to pay. There's a better way to do this. Let me show you a better way. You don't have to be another face.
forget we are what we eat. I don't know the answer. It's like there's nothing I can do. It's the price we pay, I guess, when we follow all the rules. There's a better way to do this. Let me show you a better way. Thank you.